Hello and welcome to Fintech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Today on the show, I have Chris Shuba, founder and CEO of Helios Quantitative. Helios Quantitative builds itself as an in-source CIO, and we're going to get into what that actually means when we dive into it with Chris. And with that, here's my interview with Chris Shuba of Helios. Chris, thanks for your time today. Thanks for having me. This is great. Yep. So Chris Shuba of Helios Quantitative, tell us about Helios Quantitative. Yeah, absolutely. We are what's known as uh, we kind of named ourselves an insourced CIO. And uh, what makes that unique is that we are essentially like having an entire investment department kind of magically appear at your fingertips without all the cost and headache and, and business risk that would be associated with building out that type of a team. So we handle everything from the holdings analytics and documentation, the models, portfolio design, communications, compliance documentation, and of course, the training and education of your team. So pretty much anything that an investment department would do for an advisory practice, we make simple and easy. Okay. So we're going to dive into that in particular, the, the tech aspects of it shortly, but tell me about the origin of the company. How did it come to be? Sure. It was really a complete accident. I'd been on the quant team at Columbia for a while. I became friends with a financial advisor, one of the largest financial advisors at Ameriprise. And they said, well, how do we take all these cool quantitative asset management capabilities that typically only institutions have and make retail versions of them. And uh, so in 2013, 2014, I left Columbia, went to work with this advisor and started building out kind of what would become Helios. Very, very shortly thereafter, other advisors started hearing about what we were doing and said, hey, can can you do for us what you did for them? And 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 kind of Helios was born at that point in time. And back then we we were very, very model heavy. And certainly models are incredibly important to what we do right now. But as we've continued to expand through our service and technology, we've really become an all-encompassing in-source CIO as opposed to just really focusing on the on the modeling piece of it. But uh, we still love models, of course. So Excellent. So we're going to come back to models and the role they play shortly. But let's talk about the entire experience as an advisor, okay? I come across you. What's, what is it that basically you were providing start to finish. You already talked about the, you know, kind of the entire funnel, but let's go through one kind of value proposition at a time as we go through it. Sure. So most advisors want to accomplish one or more of three things. They want to look great to their clients through their processing capability. They want to spend more time focusing on what they do best. They want scale uh-huh. or they want more time golfing, whatever that might be. And at the end of the day, they're in business to make money. So they want to make more profit. And so we built Helios and all the things that we do around accomplishing all three of those. Generally, one is more important than the other for the advisor, but that's ultimately the, the benefit statement that I try to make in terms of why we built what we built. If you look across the breadth and width of those six things that I mentioned previously, holdings, models, portfolios, communications, compliance, documentation, and training and education, that combined effect is how we help advisors accomplish those three things for themselves. So when we talk about value prop, when we talk about everything that we build for, it really has to fit into one of those three kind of moving the needle buckets, if you will. Does that make sense conceptually? It does. So, okay. So let's talk about those three moving the needle buckets. How do you move the needle in each of those buckets? Sure. When we look at number one, that advisors want to look great to their clients, it comes down to two things, process and capability. And so when you look at the idea of what holdings you own, how do you have a uh, highly repeatable, scalable way of looking at the entire breadth and width of all of the holdings that are out there and select the ones that not only have done well versus their peer group, but have a statistically relevant chance of continuing to do that going forward. That's the problem that most advisors face is that when they select a holding, 
-hmm. it tends to revert, right? The average five-star rated mutual fund becomes a three-star rated fund within three years. So how do we use technology and mathematics to mitigate that risk? Once the holdings are in place, we can build out models. Everything at Helios is customized to the practice. So no two models that we build are the same between advisors. That enables them to have a unique story about how their, their process for making decisions is run that directly reflects their brand. And that reflects into the client's statement of value towards that advisor. So it helps them look better. And then where the rubber really meets the road and where Helios focuses a lot is that because we're fully quantitative, all of our models are built out of different mathematics. And we generally will provide multiple types of models to an advisor so that when those are combined in a portfolio, we seek to increase the amount of mathematic diversity that's there, bringing that institutional design into the retail space. So that when you go through a 2008 or a 2020 or you know a 2022, all of your eggs aren't in one mathematic basket. It's in increasing the amount of diversification, if you will, throughout a portfolio, as opposed to just relying on the relationship between stocks and bonds. So all of those things and many more told to the client really show that combination of a repeatable process internally as an advisor and the enhanced capability that they're not going to get from an advisor is just kind of doing things in-house or plugging into some kind of a model marketplace or getting free research from somebody. It's just a completely different value prop, in my opinion. Okay. So let's talk about the technology aspect of this because it is a technology podcast. So talk to me about specifically you know, what systems you develop for this or are utilizing for it. Sure. So our main system is called Helios Tools. And Helios Tools was originally built to be our Grand Central Station, a way to organize our relationship. We consider ourselves to be a technology-enabled service, meaning we're kind of like, like Uber, where technology organizes the relationship, makes it easy to order a ride. But at the end of the day, someone has to pick you up and take you somewhere. So it's that combination of technology and service. And that's really how we see ourselves as well. So Helios Tools is the platform that we built to do two things right now. And then I'll talk to you about where it's going, if you'd like, from here. Right now, it's designed so that all of the model development, review, and accountability can be done from the beginning part of building out a brand new model, analyzing its, its unique backtest, and then managing its decisions over time. That's the first piece that was built. And the second piece that was built was all the research and analytics that's needed to support your investment committee. So the holdings reports, the model reports, the portfolio reports, how are all those quickly and easily done so that you can do all the compliance documentation that's needed across that major path. So that's the the two major themes. There's other stuff that goes in there. Those are two major themes beyond it. And what we're going to be evolving that to is pretty exciting, but right now it's a powerful system in and of itself. Okay. So can you share what you're evolving that into, or is that a proprietary secret at this point? No, not at all. I just didn't want to keep rambling into it. If, oh, I just uh, wanted to get, drop next. that yeah. little Easter egg in there and hope I picked up yeah. that. Let's me to see if I'm listening. Okay. I got it. I Absolutely. Got it. Okay. I'm with you. So we've identified there are essentially three major paths that an advisor has to handle in the asset management part of the business. And again, I'm talking from the idea of we support advisors that want to deliver a world-class asset management experience to their clients. There's a lot of advisors that don't. There's a lot of advisors that don't play in that space. And that's totally cool. Everybody has their business model. But the advisors we support are, you know, they hang their hat on financial planning. They hang their hat on service. But they also want a world-class asset management experience to be there. So as I'm going through this, that's the lens that we're looking through. For someone who doesn't want to do that, you know, what we're probably talking about here is overkill. But there are three major paths that an advisor has to journey down if they want to deliver a world-class asset management experience. The first one is the most 
obvious, right? You want to learn about your client. You want to build a portfolio. You want to explain that portfolio. You want to communicate over time. And then you want to have really powerful service meetings, right? So that's the main path that an advisor really cares about to deliver a world-class asset management experience. But there's two things that have to feed into that. The first is that we can't build portfolios without powerful models. And that's where all the holdings analytics, model development, trading, and then of course, compliance comes into play. And then secondarily, we have to communicate over time to really keep reestablishing this sense that you're constantly working for the client on the asset management side. And that's where there's this infinite amount of news to digest, manage, create into synopsis, organize that, and then train and educate the team. So there's those three linear paths. And I know I'm getting kind of complicated here. Helios tools will fully encapsulate and largely automate everything that I just mentioned for an advisor. So they can deliver with maybe one good staff person or even just an advisor by themselves, what an entire investment department would deliver all seamlessly and automated for their practice. So we'll be doing integrations with trading platforms. Uh, The first one we're going to be tackling here pretty shortly is Orion. And then we'll be integrating or enabling uploads with all the major financial planning software so that the systems and technology that are already part of the advisor ecosystem will seamlessly dovetail into this machine learning-driven, AI-driven, automated platform for having world-class asset management experience. And we're well on our way to knocking down a bunch of those. Uh, So next year is going to be a pretty exciting year for us. Excellent. So basically when it comes down to it is that really, again, you kind of looked at the entire vertical funnel, basically start to finish of how not only do you get this in their hands, but how do you basically provide the value proposition start from ideation to implementation to communication and maintenance effectively? Correct. Right now, that's the big gap. There's an infinite number of of little things that people can plug into. I can I can go to a lot of asset managers and I can get free models. I can get some commentary from those models that I might use for client communication. But that's only two of the six major components that have to get done. You're not gaining any scale. It's not necessarily adding profit. It doesn't necessarily add to how the client feels about you. We need all of these components to really create that world-class asset management experience. And there's really just no one else doing it. We're the furthest down the line. We're going to keep doubling down on that. So we really like not having any real competitors. I know eventually it'll happen, but you know we like our space in the industry for sure. Yeah, I mean, the model marketplace thing as well is well traversed. Like there's plenty of people providing that kind of value proposition, but you're kind of saying, hey, you can't really do it the way we do it without technology to basically to support all this and then bring all that quantitative knowledge to bear while simultaneously turning around and saying and using technology to enable the rest of the funnel. Right. So a model marketplace, first and foremost, isn't customized. You're going to take whatever there is available to you. And everyone does it. It's a commoditizing factor, right? So a client wants to leave you, they can literally pick up and tell their next advisor, hey, I'm using this SMA from they're all in this all in all the model marketplaces are all the same. So you're portable as a client at that point. At Helios, everything's custom. So you're, everything's built to your brand. The process is built around you. That adds to your stickiness. But it also creates, again, that, that brand that really shines through a crowded, crowded area. Model marketplace is also really, really expensive. You're paying basis points. We're, we're a flat fee. We're, we're mm. a fraction of the cost of just hiring a simple staff person. We like being the low-cost alternative, but with more capability. It's part of who we, you know, our DNA is. So being highly biased, there's not a lot of value in any business just doing what everyone else does, especially when it's not custom and it's expensive. So we, we really enjoy working with kind of disruptive thinking advisors because they fit in with us pretty well. 
Well, in a lot of ways, I guess you're kind of the evolution of the model marketplace, right? Like the trend now right now is towards greater degrees of customization at scale, utilizing technology in order to enable that. And you're basically bringing that effectively to, I mean, quote unquote, effectively to the model marketplace by creating that level of customization. Yeah, I mean, Helios in and of itself builds everybody their own custom model marketplace, for lack exactly. of a better way of saying it. Yeah. You know, yeah, easy peasy. Hmm? Yeah. Well done. All right. So, I mean, <laughs> I got to ask, you know, you, you went down the funnel on this pretty deep. The question is, I mean, mm-hmm. you guys set out to do this. Did you figure it was going to be delivering all of this? Or you just think that your, your better methodology for building these models was going to be what really the value proposition was? Um, and then if that was, if you didn't plan on doing all this, what was it just, a, was it just consumer demand? Or did you just think there was an opportunity? I think a little bit of everything. As I looked at our strategy a few years back, we started off as a firm originally just building models. Here it was, take it or leave it. In a post-2008 world where risk management heavy-handed risk management was the thing. And then that started to change. We, we got farther removed from 2008 and different advisors and different clients of advisors wanted different things. So we were forced to kind of unbundle our mathematics and start to see about, well, everybody has their unique way of thinking about their process. Well, why do we have to build one and sell it to people? Why can't we just enable everyone to decide how they want to behave? And then we do the math behind it. We do all the heavy lifting to make what they're thinking in their head come to life. Right, that's a great partnership. Um, that's a service, not not a, not a product. But then from there, as we've continued to evolve, what we've learned is that sticking to a model design, sticking to an asset management strategy, is only as good as the supporting pieces around it. You know, we used to say we used to use this example of the Armada that an, an aircraft carrier is the most powerful part of a fleet, just in the same way that models are oftentimes the most powerful part of a conversation because it's where the rubber meets the road. But by itself, an aircraft carrier is really easy to sink. It needs this flotilla around it to protect it and to ensure that it does its job. And that's why all these other pieces of the complete asset management experience were critical for us to develop. Because if I just give somebody a model, as soon as it underperforms, and and every model will underperform at a certain time, they're just going to get rid of the model, right? And this is constant hopping of model to model or strategy to strategy or whatever it is. But if I surround it with the things that we've talked about already, it becomes much more durable and it allows the model to do its job over time while the advisor and their clients remain highly confident. And that's, again, the difference between an advisor we support and one that's just constantly hopping between strategy to strategy, in my opinion. Fair enough. So, all right. So that's how far you come down the rabbit hole. Where do you, okay, so besides what you told me where it's going, any other thoughts on where you're going to head with this? Yeah, there's two major things that are going on with us right now. The first one is that Every year, we go through a review of all of our algorithms to make sure that there's quality control, that we're, you know, we're always watching them no matter what, but there's always this formal meetings that we have to determine where are we going with the math. And one of the more interesting conversations that we're having right now is how do we make use of 2020? How do we make use of the COVID era? There's so many externalities, so many multi-standard deviation events that have occurred, such as dramatic increase in the money supply, the shutdown of the government entire, or the, uh, the economy entirely. How much weight do you put into those things ever happening again? Or do you have to build math around the fact that that could happen at any point in time? And as we wrestled with that, one of the great things that's happened is that now all of the machine learning and AI tools have come on board. And small companies like like Helios can now have exactly the same tools that IBM has with Watson to deploy at scale. And so one of the big things for us beyond just the capability and the technology build out is a review of every one of our existing algorithms through that machine learning AI lens 
And then as we develop new elements, as we call them new algorithms, think of them ingredients as you can mix and match ingredients to create models. You know, I've really set the goal for our team that Helios by the end of next year will be the single largest repository of actionable investment algorithms on the planet. And we will deploy those in highly customized ways as a service to advisors so that they can differentiate themselves, grow their business at a faster clip than advisors that don't do it that way. Totally. So before we wrap up, there's three questions I like to uh, ask mm-hmm. that on a positive note. The first one is if you had one wish for something you can change in your company or industry as a whole, what would it be? If I had one wish for the company or an industry as a whole, yeah, I, I have I know exactly what my wish would be. Usually um, stumps everyone, so good on you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The my one wish for our industry as a whole is that companies like Helios that are breaking the mold, that are disruptive, that are a new option for advisors. It is so hard for us to get advisors to pay attention for five seconds to see it. So my one wish for the industry is that open minds would prevail and uh, companies like Helios would be able to get that five minutes with an advisor and just kind of show them something new. But you know how it is with small business owners, whether it's an advisor or something else, time is valuable. And when something new comes along, it's hard to get that mind share. So that's the thing I would change. It's very self-serving, but that's what I would change. Fair enough. It's uh, just openness to new ideas is really summing up. Second question I have for you is what is uh, the biggest challenge to date that you've encountered in getting the company to where it is today? The biggest challenge that we've encountered really has been underestimating the importance of model designs correlation to what's going on in the real world. So the original designs of Helios's algorithms were about linear mathematics, right? that are very academic heavy. If this, then this, or if this combination of things do this, like most research papers are written. And the drawback to that is that oftentimes academics does not match up with the real world. Things are going on in the real world that do not correlate to what the math would say to do, right? In a purely academic setting. So as we are now implementing, you know, machine learning and AI into a development of our algorithms, we're putting a very heavy emphasis on making sure that What's happening in the real world is reflected in the asset management decision because we know that that, if it doesn't do that, advisors will struggle with having confidence in the decisions they're making. And uh, we've we've, we've learned that over the last couple of years. And so we're reflecting it. But that's the biggest hurdle is that complexity of reflecting the real world because it's vastly harder to build out the real world than it is to build out academics. Is harder a word? It's uh, no, no, it is. I think it is. Yeah, it's it's the old joke in academia. It's like, yeah, it works in rea- in practice, but it doesn't work in theory. The reverse of that, and, and it's the reality is, is that yeah, everything's everything in academia is a model, right? Mm-hmm. And a model is reflective of reality, but not fully. So, how do you basically get the the model to best fit? It was best be implemented in practice while still without without blowing up the entire thing, which is <laughs> not yep. a small challenge. Oh, it's 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 in, it's so much fun, but incredibly hard. And again, not possible without machine learning and AI. Too many variables that have to be sorted through too quickly. But now that that's here and those tools are available and we're we're built for this sort of thing, I can't remember being this excited about what we're building since the early days of the company. So it's pretty fun. Excellent. And last question I have for you is what, what keeps you motivated in getting up every morning to keep on fighting the good fight of running this business? It goes back to something that I mentioned earlier with the fact that we're breaking a lot of rules. We're doing things very differently. And I love that. And everybody here loves that, where it's not the model marketplace. It's not 
the do it yourself, you know, sign up for a free newsletter or get something free from an asset manager. It's it's taking a part of the industry that in my opinion has been barely neglected, which is the asset management part of it, where do nothing has reigned for a long time. And finally giving advisors a scalable, profitable way to create a world-class asset management experience while keeping true to that a major value proposition of financial planning and service. So I just love the fact that we're doing our little part to rewrite some of the major issues, in my opinion, in our industry. And we're not here to serve every advisor. We're here to serve that 20% of advisors that think differently, that that want their brand to really shine, and they no longer just kind of want to follow the herd. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for taking the time today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, this was awesome. Thanks so much for letting me pitch my company. I appreciate it. So that was Chris Shuba of Helios Quantitative. Hope you enjoyed that. And if uh, you're in the market for his services, you can check them out at heliosdriven.com. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please review on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca.